I'm kind of just like a jack of all trades. Like I can start, I can lock or leave, close. So I'll be ready to do whatever Coach McCoy wants me to do, and I'll uh, exceed in whatever role I get. Welcome to episode 213 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. The U.S. college baseball season is here. Opening weekend was this past weekend with plenty of Alberta connections dotting many of the rosters at every level from NCAA Division I schools down to junior college programs. It will certainly be a ton of fun to watch how they all do over the course of the next few months. To celebrate, we thought we'd start reaching out to some of those athletes who are looking to make a name for themselves. And we start things off this week with Edmonton's Brady Kobitowicz. He's one of a handful of Canadian players who are calling Niagara University home this spring, including some familiar names here in Alberta like Okotoks Dogs product Cole Tucker, Sylvan Lake Gulls hurler Stephen Hospital, Airdrie's Evan Wild, and St. Albert's Mike Brisson. Kobitowicz made the jump to the Purple Eagles from Cloud County, which has a pretty storied history of Canadian and Alberta content of its own. The 6'1", 190-pound pitcher is aiming to be the utility man for Coach Rob McCoy, willing to pitch in any situation. We sat down prior to the season to chat all things baseball, a little hockey, and returning to the Edmonton Riverhawks this summer. Brady, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. First year at Niagara. How are you enjoying the move so far? It's been awesome so far, uh, getting to know all the guys. And, um, yeah, we got an awesome group here and ready for the season to start. You know a few of the guys already. Yeah. How much easier did the move become knowing that you had a few familiar faces around you? Uh, big time. Um, my teammate at Cloud, before I went to Niagara, Evan Wild, uh, he helped me through the recruiting process a lot. Kind of gave me, like, a tour of the campus before um we kind of got like logistical with like offers and stuff so i kind of knew what i was getting into and uh yeah it's been awesome he's introduced me to all the guys and stuff so yeah very cool how excited are you to finally get the season going i mean the first opening day is right upon us now yeah super excited um it's kind of getting boring being inside all the time but uh we get to go down to virginia in a week or so and super excited what expectations does the team have upon itself for this year? There's a few new faces, some old faces. I mean, it's a bit of a, a mixed bag that way. Yeah, we, we got a lot of transfers and a lot of good freshmen to add on to what uh, we did last year. And we've kind of had a rocky start to the year last year, but we picked it up and put on a good show in the MAC tournament. So I think expectations are super high. Um, I think we're going to do really well. As one of the new guys, do you have expectations of the role that you're going to be playing on this squad this year? Um, I'm kind of just like a jack of all trades. Like I can, I can start, I can lock or leave, I can close. So we're ready to do whatever uh, Coach McCoy wants me to do, and I'll uh, exceed in whatever role I get. That kind of seems to be a common theme I've heard about you. Is that you kind of enjoy that role? You you don't like being pigeonholed into one thing or another. You enjoy being able to be plunked into any situation that is called for. Yeah, I, I think it just comes down to loving to pitch. Um, I love starting because I like getting deep into games. Uh, I like long relief with um, bridging the gap between a starter and a close game to the closer, and I like closing and uh, making sure we get the win. So, um, yeah, I like any role that I'm put into. So let's talk a little bit about Niagara for a second here. What was it about that program that made you want to head there? Uh, like I said, I talked about earlier, Evan Wild was telling me about the quality of people that are here and how the coaches really treat you like a like a real person and um, try and be your friend and stuff. And I, I really enjoy it. It's really personable and I uh, really love the program. 
is there anything about the campus, the the schooling, that kind of thing that, that made it a bit of a draw for you aside from the baseball side? Yeah, I really like the fact that there's a there's a hockey team. I'm a I'm a huge hockey guy and being able to go to hockey games every weekend, it's awesome and yeah. Does it make you miss the Oilers just a little bit? Well, I, I watch every game, <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I could be at home. I got to go to a a game in Calgary, the Battle of Alberta when I was back home. It was awesome to watch, but yeah, I wish I could go to a couple more home games. I was bugging Eric Sabrowski about this. I'm going to ask you the same kinds of questions when it comes to the Oilers. What do you see out of this team, and what do you see the expectation being? I mean, I think expectations got to be a Stanley Cup. You got the two best players in the world playing on the same line, but realistically, I don't know. Let me just deep in the playoffs again, but I'm for Stanley Cup for sure. How frustrating is it as a fan to watch that team with that generational talent and continue to be on the brink of mediocrity almost? Like they're not quite, you know, running the table, but they're also not at the bottom either. Yeah, when you have two players like that, I think you'd be running the, the division at least. But uh, our problem's been goaltending the last couple of years, and now we seem to have some. So my my expectations have gotten a lot higher this year for sure. Play armchair GM with me for a second here. If you could make one move to make that team go over the top, what move are you making? Mm, I really like the Chikrin trade, but I think you were going to have to give up a lot for him. I don't know. I, I really like how the team's been playing. I think that Vinny DeHarnay has been a huge addition to the team. He kind of adds some grit to the D-line. But I, I don't know. I feel like if we stay the way we are right now and keep playing well, like the last couple – like. 15 games we've been hot so i think if we keep playing like that we'll have a really good chance all right well enough of the hockey talk this is a baseball podcast after all one more question about niagara and it's about the expectations that you have of yourself going into the year you're the new guy on campus you're trying to make sure that you're cementing your spot on that roster do you have expectations of yourself whether it's numbers whether it's role you play maybe some things that you want to work on to make sure that you are that contributing member of the team yeah, I've been developing a slider for the last probably six months, and it's gotten a lot better. I really want to make sure I can throw that in any count like I can with my three other pitches. But um, numbers-wise, I just I want to eat a lot of innings. I want to obviously win, but those are kind of – well, wins are kind of out of your hands as a pitcher. But um, I don't know. I just want to have low ERA and obviously get a couple of strikeouts. Mm-hmm. let's dive into your baseball past here a little bit originally from the Edmonton area I know you played a lot of ball over in St. Albert who got you into the game in the first place um my grandpa was a huge huge baseball fan um he loved to watch me play hockey too but uh, I think he's got a soft spot for for baseball and then one year with hockey I didn't uh, have a coach that I particularly liked and then um I had a coach Sean Erickson who really uh, helped me live the game a lot more and got me into Prospects Academy, which helped my baseball career a ton. And I quit hockey and then just kind of rolled with baseball from there. Was that a tough decision to make? I know here in Alberta and Canada, it's all hockey all the time. And you look kind of sideways at people when they're like, yeah, I'm going to try the baseball thing. Were you were you hesitant at all? Or was it something that you were certain you were going to be able to make hay with? Uh, it was a super hard decision because that summer I got invited to go to a AJHL camp too. And uh, as soon as I kind of got that, I was like, oh, maybe maybe keep going with hockey. But I don't know. I, I went to the camp. I did pretty well, but I kind of just ended up making that decision. I wanted to play baseball, and I haven't really looked back, and I've loved every second since. Aside from hockey and baseball, did you play any other sports? 
I played I played uh, basketball in junior high, but uh, it didn't really go so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Self-awareness is a beautiful thing, isn't it? It is. Talk a little about the baseball side of things. Who did you grow up idolizing? Did you have a favorite team? That kind of thing. Yeah, I, uh, I've always loved the Blue Jays, but my favorite pitcher has always been Justin Verlander. So I was kind of like a closet Detroit Tigers fan when I was younger. But then uh, he got traded to the Astros, and then I just became just a full-time Blue Jays fan. But Verlander's always been my idol, and I always try to model my game a little bit after him. How cool has it been to watch his longevity? I mean, here he is winning Cy Young still, and he's still like everybody talks about how dominant he still can be on the mound, even all after all these years later. Yeah, it's crazy coming back from Tommy John, then your first season back winning Cy Young at age, I think, 39 was crazy. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's happening more and more with pitchers is they're getting that experience pitching like longer in their careers. Like Adam Wainwright's been pitching well being old but Verlander's taking it to another level for sure Mm -hmm. do you remember the moment when you realized that baseball was more than just a fun game to play during the summer and that maybe there was a possibility that you could chase this thing at a higher level other than playing in St. Albert like maybe you can go the college route or better yeah I didn't never really thought about that until my last year in high school I got invited to go to Canada Cup and then I I went uh, complete game with seven strikeouts, only three walks, and I shut out the the home, like it was New Brunswick. And I shut the, shut them out at home, and then I kind of I kind of thought to myself, I was like, yeah, maybe I, maybe I could go play college. And then I didn't have any offers coming out of high school, so then I took a gap year, and then I took my first offer with Cloud, which was super exciting. Mm-hmm. Take us back to that day, August eleventh, twenty eighteen, I believe was the actual date. You take the two nothing victory, complete game shutout, as you mentioned, seven Ks. From your perspective, what was that game like? Like what walk us through what's going through your mind as the innings, the strikeouts, the outs, and and everything kind of keep on rolling for you. It was awesome. It was it was like a perfect setup, to be honest. It was a night game against the hometown team, Pack Stadium. I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty nervous going into the game, but uh as I was going through, it just felt awesome. I had one of my teammates, actually my roommate at Cloud, Hayden Dow. He uh, he was on the New Brunswick team, and I was texting him before the game, and I was telling him how I was going to shut him out. And then, uh, yeah, it happened, and it was awesome. It was one of the greatest experiences I ever had pitching. When it comes to the pitching side of it, do you remember what was working for you in terms of was it a certain pitch? Was it just the feel that you had on the bump? What was it that set that one apart from other outings that you might have had? Yeah, I just had all three pitches working. I could throw all three of them where I wanted. And um, I had a really, really good catcher behind the plate, too, in Macris, who did an awesome job. But, uh, but yeah, I just had everything going that day. Mm-hmm. What did it mean to you, looking back on it, to represent your province on a national stage like that? It was awesome. I've never never had the experience. I've never went to, like, Alberta Zones. I've never been to anything else, like, big tournaments like that. And to get the opportunity, it was awesome. When you think back on it, who were some of the big influences on you? Who were the role models that helped you chase after this dream? Yeah, there's there's quite a few. I had uh, Taylor Burns, a huge one. Ethan Elias is a huge one. Um, Cam Houston, as I mentioned earlier, Sean Erickson. Those are kind of the big four that um, really helped me reach the potential I, I have on myself. And, um, yeah, it really helped me grow the love of the game that I have. From your standpoint, Taylor and Ethan particularly, we've had them both on the show in, in the last probably year or two. 
they're pretty interesting fellas in terms of, especially with Taylor. I, I liken him to a science nerd, right? Like he's just into yeah. uh, everything that he does from an athlete's perspective who's trying to learn from these guys. What's like, try walk us through trying to be that sponge in amongst this core group of people that, that you consider to be your influences. Yeah, they're, it's a great wealth of knowledge between the four of them. Um, my last like three years when I've been training strictly HP, um, just learning from Taylor and Ethan, just having all that knowledge and being there every day and they're helping you every day. It's awesome. And uh, having Ethan be my pitching coach this summer with Riverhawks was awesome. He kind of helped me get back on track after I had a kind of a tough year last year, which was huge for me. And it helped me gain confidence coming here for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your collegiate career to this point. And it starts, obviously, you mentioned Cloud County. First off, how did that opportunity all come about for you? Yeah, uh, I think it was after the uh, game at Canada Cup. They kind of saw me, and then at the time, I think I was ranked on PBR, and that's how Coach uh, Gilly found me. And then he got in contact with Taylor, who obviously is a really good connection for uh, Gilly because he sent, like, Eric Sproski, uh Matt Bonnerchuk, all those guys, Clayton LaRanger. And, uh, yeah, kind of keep keeping that pipeline alive. How cool was it from your perspective to get that call from Gilly and company saying, pack your bags, you're coming to cloud? Because as you mentioned, there's a lot of guys from that area that you've either known or that you've played with before who have gone that route and have done really, really well for themselves. Yeah, it was awesome. Like I said, I didn't have any offers coming my first year out of high school. So that was the first school that ever ever talked to me and the first school to offer me. So I kind of felt I owed it to them for giving me a chance to go there and, and pitch for them. Looking back on it, what did that program mean to you and your development, not only as a ball player, but also as a human being? Yeah, I think the, the junior college road is something that a lot of players should look at because it, it really tests your your mental strength. And looking back, at it has helped me through a lot of tough times I've had in my last two years because it's it kind of teaches you how to get through those tough times and find the brighter side. In the middle of your college career, you end up getting dealt the hand of COVID and the the pandemic shuts everything down. What did you do to handle the the pressures and the rigors and also knowing that at any time you might get that call back saying we need you back on the hill because things are opening up again? Yeah, it was kind of just a lot of workouts at home, which kind of got tedious and kind of got annoying because you couldn't really use any weights and stuff. And I was throwing into a mattress in my basement. But uh, just anything to keep you ready to go, like you said, if they get the call. Were you concerned at all that the pandemic might get in the way of you trying to take that next step to a Division One school? Uh, not really, because it was still my freshman year. I guess um, I didn't know how long it was going to last, but I kind of assumed being in Kansas, they would they would open things up pretty quick. But um, yeah, I didn't really have a worry that it was going to hinder me because I, I knew I'd put in the work to get to where I wanted to go. Talk a little bit about just the experience at Cloud, not just as a as a ball player, but also getting your feet wet and moving away from home. And I know a lot of people talk about that that aspect of things. It can be a challenge for some. Was it was it difficult for you at all? Walk us through sort of the the off field stuff. Yeah, my my freshman year is really tough. Um, I'm I just live with just me and my mom. So being from a single mom, I grew really close to her, and uh, moving away for the first time was really really tough. And um, my freshman year, I, I stayed, or I didn't stay, but I only went home for like two weeks. I went back early because all the gyms were closed and I had nowhere to throw. So I was, I was at cloud by myself, which really sucked. But um, 
I don't know, just those experiences have helped me like learn how to live on my own. One of the things that I heard from a few players uh, coming out of the pandemic was they found a new appreciation for the game and you know, realizing that it can get taken away from you really, really quick. What did you walk away from that experience feeling? Was that a, a similar feeling that you had in terms of trying to, I, I guess, be more grateful, I suppose, for, for what the game offers you? Yeah, 100%. When something like that gets taken away from you, which I spend almost every day doing, and I couldn't do it, it, it really took a toll for sure. And then once we were able to get back on the field for the first time, you really realize how much you miss it when you don't have it. Let's fast forward a little bit here. As mentioned, you're at Niagara now. What are you taking in school? I'm a criminal justice major. And what got you there? Um, growing up, I always wanted to be a firefighter, but um, they don't really teach that in a four-year program. You kind of got to go to your own school for that. So I, I just kind of found the next closest thing. And I've always wanted a job that I'm not sitting in the office and doing the same thing every day. So I wanted to do something that... Uh, it's new every day and I'm out doing things and I thought being a police officer would be a pretty cool job. So I took it and I've, I've loved it so far. Was there a, a family connection to that line of work? Was there something that kind of sparked that interest for you? Not overly, to be honest. Um, my family's mostly uh, postal workers. So um, yeah, nothing, nothing really in the family line just thought it'd be interesting. And uh, I actually talked to one of the other cloud guys, Davis Pratt. He, uh, he was telling me how much he loved being in the criminal justice field at Cloud, and I decided I'd take it, and it was a great choice. Very cool. You mentioned your mom. Talk a little bit about uh, her influence on you as a, as a human, as a ball player, the things that you kind of take with you as you head onto the field, that kind of thing, because it's a, uh, being a single mom can't be uh, can't be easy at all. Yeah, no, she's done a great job, and she's, she's everything to me. Um, I have a tattoo in my wrist that every time I pitch, I, I kiss it before, and that's for her. And my grandma and grandpa and um yeah she she's everything to me i wouldn't be anywhere close to where i am today without her what's the tattoo it's just it's three lines on my wrist one for my mom one for my grandma one for my grandpa very cool where was what was the inspiration behind that particular design uh, i don't know i just thought of it one day and uh i just liked it and then i got it this summer very cool uh looking back on the young career to this point on the field, off the field, favorite moments, or maybe those moments where you considered a, a highlight of your, your ball career to this point? Yeah, like an uh, individual aspect, it'd probably be that game at Canada Cup. Like I said, it was the coolest experience we've ever had. But as a team aspect, at Cloud last year, we were down. It was a best of three series in the playoffs. And then um, it, we were down by three, bottom nine, two out, and we had a grand slam with the bases loaded win the game walk off grand slam that was the coolest it felt like i was in a movie well especially that team right like i look back on that there's quite uh, again a bunch of alberta connections i remember watching that one on the the video board or on the um, on the live stream and thinking to myself it has to be something else to be in that um at home plate waiting for the final run to score there and the guy who hit the dinger and just the mob mentality walk us through being in that moment and and being able to to celebrate and and dogpile like you guys did yeah it was crazy a lot quite a few of us were getting pretty emotional on the bench because we were we were like obviously thinking the worst and then um we had a, a hitter that wasn't in our starting lineup at the start of the year and he kind of took over and he was hitting well he was at the plate and he he got down 3-1, and then he started fouling pitches off. It was probably like a nine-pitch at-bat. And we were like, ah, oh, here we go. And then 
you hear the loud crack of the bat and it just got sent and he probably only had like three home runs on the year at that point and then yeah it was crazy running out i don't even it's just like a blackout moment. <laughs> was that a distinct, like, they talk about how home run balls, you know as soon as it comes off the bat. Did you guys know as soon as that thing, as soon as you heard that smack, that that thing was gone? Instantly. Uh, like it was, That ball was probably the first ball he's ever hit. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Uh, conversely, we've talked about the highlights. Maybe walk us through what you'd say was the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome. Yeah, so last year, um, I got sick at the start of the year and then, um, I kind of lost my role in what I was going to be pitching in cause I was sick at the start of the year. And then, um, I kind of just never got on my feet. Like I just kept pitching and pitching and I'd give up home runs, home runs. And then, uh, it was really difficult for me to get out of that, that slump. And then I had a couple good outings. Then I had a couple bad ones again. I could just, just never find that consistency last year. But, uh, this summer Ethan worked with me a lot and, uh, helped me with my mental game and finding, uh, confidence in myself, which helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Talk a bit about last summer from being able to play at home perspective. I mean, it doesn't happen every day that you get to uh, get the call to go and play. I know you had committed to the uh, Lethbridge Bulls, I think, back in 2020, mm-hmm. right before the, the the pandemic hit, and you finally managed to get back on the field with Riverhawks. What was that experience like? It was awesome. Uh, I think before that, I haven't played a game at home in probably three years, and uh, like my grandparents and my mom never really got to see me pitch when like live when I was at Cloud. So being able to pitch in front of them because they, they came to every game when I was at home, being able to pitch in front of them and my friends for the first time in three years, it was awesome. That was got to be one of those moments where you have to soak it all in. I mean, that's a ballpark that you probably grew up watching different ball teams play in. When you first took the bump for the first time on that hill in that field, did you have to take a look around for a second and soak it all in and go, I always dreamed of being here. Now I actually get to be here. Yeah, because especially in Edmonton, we got a ton of fans at most games. And I remember that first game I was pitching against the Portland Pickles, and I was like, wow, there's a lot of people here, one. And two, I've always wanted to pitch here. So. Uh, a couple more questions for you here. Let's say you get back to the Capital Region again in the not-too-distant future, and you're maybe chatting with the kids over at AHP. Uh, they're asking for advice or wisdom on how to get to the next level or maybe get to the point where Brady's at now. What would you say to them? Um, I'd say find what works for you. Um, obviously, you're going to have a lot of coaches throughout your whole career, high school and then college, and then if you're lucky enough, pro ball. Um, but what I've found is you can't just stick to what one, one coach says. You got to find what you like in that coach. You got to find what you like in another coach and kind of put it all together and find what works best for you. But if you're just working, doing the same thing that everybody else is doing on your team, it might not work for you as well as it works for somebody else. But if you find what works for you, I think that's how you take your career to the next level. Great advice there, Brady. Final question for you. The one we ask everybody, what does the game of baseball mean to you? Well, it means everything. Uh, I feel like it's pretty a generic answer, but, um, I feel like all of the friends I've made, all the friends I hang out with currently are all met through baseball and um, means everything to my family. I don't know. just literally means everything to me. Well, that's a great answer nonetheless, canned or not. Uh, Brady, congratulations on all the success you've had at this point. Continued success going forward. And thanks again so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much, Joe. Thanks to Brady Kobitowicz for joining us this week, and thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. If you like this or any other episode, make sure to leave us a rating and review to help spread the word about ADS. 
We'd also like to tip our caps to our Platinum supporters for all they do for us and for baseball in Alberta. The Okotoks Dogs are quickly reloading their roster in hopes of repeating as WCBL champions. For more on who they've recruited and for ticket information, head to dogsbaseball.ca. And AHP Academy has rolled out some exciting news about their programs with new names like Renegades and Rustlers. Check all of that out at ahpbaseball.com. Until next time, thank you for all your support online, on social, and on air of Alberta Dugout Stories.